Welcome to Campfire Stories with your co-hosts, Salesforce MVP, Stacy Cogswell, and public speaker, Justice Sikakani Sr., a podcast for sharing stories of Salesforce trailblazers. Welcome to the latest episode of Salesforce Campfire Stories. This is Stacy Cogswell, and I have a host of familiar names with us. And so I'm going to just sound off. And um, so I'll say your name if you're on the call, and then you can say a quick message, and then we'll go on to the next person. So uh, first, we have James Chen. Hello, everyone. Awesome. Uh, James was from season one. Also from season one is Benjamin Bratcher. Hey everyone, glad to be back. And Cheryl Feldman. Hi, thanks for having me again. And Nick Charles. Hey guys, happy to be here. And then from our season two highlights, we have Aaron McGriff. Hi everybody. Yancy Whitaker. Hey, hey. <laughs> Melissa Hildes. Hi, y'all. And Ashley Allen. Hi, everyone. So um, Justice and I started doing this actually last year. So we're a little bit late in the year this year, but better late than never, right? Um, that on the anniversary of our one, one year, uh, to celebrate one year of podcasting, we did an anniversary episode. And it was so much fun that we thought, uh, to celebrate our two-year birthday, we would um, do this again. So thank you for those of you that were able to join. And I'm so excited to hear what you guys have been up to recently and, uh, and then what your plans are moving forward. And you guys are some amazing people. Um, so one thing I absolutely love is in the Salesforce Ohana, we all have our Slack messages and Twitter messages and Trailblazer community messages, and there's a million ways to connect, right? But um, Twitter seems to be one that people use a ton. And I don't know how many Twitter DM groups you guys are all in, but I feel like I'm in like a million and I love being in them all, but I absolutely love. So for those of you listening, we have a Twitter DM uh, chat group for those of us that have been on the Campfire Stories podcast. We call it the alumni group. And it has really, really become my favorite uh, group of people who are just smart and um, diverse and interacting, like, you know, engaged. And uh, it's just one of my favorite places to go and celebrate successes and get encouragement and even ask questions. So, uh, so open up to the group. Does anybody have a, uh, an example of something that you uh, experienced within that or another chat group that you wanna share with listeners? Hey guys, so good question. One of the cool groups that we have in our, in our DMs for Twitter is our Maravis cohort. So Maravis is a nonprofit that helps veterans and spouses get trained up on Salesforce. And each one of these cohorts that, uh, that shows up, um, we kind of use that as like an accountability group. So there will be every cohort you go with is maybe with another 10, 15 people. Get a chance to share ideas, see how everyone's doing with their certifications and um, make sure they're updating their profiles and asking general questions, just trying to get towards that 100% uh, pass rate to help with funding for the nonprofit. So pretty cool uh, opportunity. Awesome. How many cohorts are you a part of? Um, so I have technically 
two right now. Yeah, so two, uh, two. so two full-time cohorts where um, it was the platform app builder and the email mar marketing cloud email specialist cohorts. Nice, nice. I think accountability partners are really important. Uh, Melissa and I have actually been talking about accountability. Melissa, do you want to share a little bit on our conversations recently? Sure. And so for, what is it called? Hashtag fit for Dreamforce? Dream? <laughs> yeah. I can never remember the exact hashtag that goes with it. But um, it, so working remotely for the last four years um, and sitting down a lot, um, I have gotten so out of shape I didn't even realize that shape and it's hard to get back into doing something all the time that's healthy and good and um i know stacy's working on that and so stacy's got yancy you know pushing her from that side and so i just needed a little push too and stacy was kind enough to just kind of say okay so i'll i'll help you be accountable and um so it's been a great thing i'm working um work today on what i was eating <laughs> and actually moving for 20 minutes, not up to 30 yet, but, um, but just to be able to have, you know, the stamina and the energy to do all the things that I want to do with at Dreamport mm -hmm. and at the user events and all the things that happen. So that's been an exciting, exciting opportunity. I appreciate that more than you know, Stacey. That's awesome. And the added benefit is we get to touch base. Uh, yes. almost every day or every so often and it's been fun to stay in touch nope and because we don't we don't just talk about did you work out today you know we're, <laughs> we're friends and we're strengthening our relationship through uh regular communication so that reminds me of nick actually um when we did our initial episode with you um a little more than a year ago you were um doing you well you were getting ready to do your pivot uh with the with the whatever 90 days of posts but you had you just completed the um the push-ups that you were doing on social media <laughs> yeah no doubt i think i'm still sore from those that was like a year ago and i'm already still sore uh no that that, <laughs> that was a lot of fun and i had a lot of people uh reaching out and stuff and and kind of encouraging it was, it was a fun way um to do it to stay accountable and uh, Melissa, I think like you hit the nail on the head. It's like, man, this community is so special and to have those kind of relationships is so much more valuable than just knowing someone who works in your career field. It's people. And that's, that's pretty amazing. Yep. That's the best thing about it. Well, the whole community. And um, Stacy said something earlier today about how smart the people that we hang out with are and that's, I've, I've told my husband, I said, it's like I finally found my herd. I say that because, you know, the llamas, right? And, um, but people are smart. People are funny. You know, you just don't find that every day. But you do in the Salesforce ecosystem. And that's huge. Um, I'm going to jump in here and say, um, according to South Park, the correct term is accountability buddy. <laughs> nice. yes. I love that. Well, okay. uh, so, so some of us have a little farther to go to get that hashtag buff blazer than others, you know, but I know Justice and, you know, Colin Zimmerman's headed down that path. So um, we'll all be buffed by the time Freeforce rolls around again, right? And Melissa is the official queen of the hashtag makers. 
So um, speaking of, Melissa, like you were talking about the, uh, you know, the really smart people and the joy and the accountability, that reminds me of something. Before we started recording, James was actually the first one to jump on this line, and he just kind of casually throws out that he has discovered the definition of happiness. So I'm going to totally call him out and ask him to share that publicly, if he's willing. 2019 has been a very spiritual year for me. I got into the hobbies that are outside of work and really learned the challenge along the way. So the definition of happiness is when you put yourself in a challenge, doing something that is meaningful to you, where it requires all of your attention and skill set to complete that challenge, but you don't want it to be too challenging where you're too stressed out or too easy where you feel bored. So it has to be right in the middle. And once you complete that challenge, the sense of joy and fulfillment and purpose is how you feel. And that's growth. And that's the essence of happiness. It's when you find the strength in doing something challenging every single day. And that can apply to anything that you choose to do, as long as it's challenging and it's meaningful to you. So along those lines, James, is there something that, some challenge that you have completed or that you're working towards or anyone else in the group want to share something that you have recently overcome or challenge that you have risen to? Uh, I'll go. This is Benjamin Bratcher. Uh, it's not really directly Salesforce related, uh, if that's okay. But um, as some of you might know, I also work as an actor. Um, and I am currently in productions for a show um, at an equity theater. Uh, so it's a union professional theater. Um, so it's kind of a big deal. And uh, I was asked to do the show. I'd worked at the theater before. And they asked me to uh, sing opera in the show. Uh, I have a background uh, where I did perform opera um, back in Germany. But it's been at least 10 years or so since I sang opera. So that was a very daunting thing for me, and I was very flattered uh, and excited, but definitely very nervous. Um, and so I feel like I've I've conquered that obstacle pretty well. I mean, we're in the middle of our run now, um, but it's kind of cool looking back at um, about two, three months ago before the process kind of started, um, just to think of how I was, you know, in in my mindset and. Um, how I was feeling about it uh, versus now. Um, so I feel like I definitely overcame that that challenge and conquered that. That's awesome. And of course, it does not have to be Salesforce related. This is about us as people and individuals and as a community. And we all have things that are part of who we are that aren't Salesforce specific. I love it. Thanks for sharing. And no, I'm not going to ask you to just spontaneously start singing opera right here on the call. So you can breathe easy on that one. Okay, good. <laughs> Come see the show if you're in Dallas. <laughs> I was hoping for it. 
Well, Aaron, you're welcome to sing if that's something that you're looking for. I am not going to break you all speakers right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I, I will share as well, and, and I hope others um, are thinking of things that they uh, want to share. Because, James, I loved your definition. Uh, you know, that there is something great, I think, about the, you called it a challenge. I've also heard people, you know, pushing outside of your comfort zone, um, you know, taking your next step. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different phrases and buzzwords and, and things for it, but it's all related to the same thing is that, you know, you want to keep growing, you want to keep moving forward, you want to keep advancing. And so um, I actually had uh, back in the fall, um, I realized that it was time to leave the company that I had been at for a little while and I moved and I actually kept this kind of quiet that I moved to um, to another firm uh, in a in a pretty similar role to what I'd been in before, not in title, but in action. And I quickly realized within just a couple of weeks that this wasn't the right place for me to be in. There was nothing wrong with the company or the role or, or anything, but it just wasn't the right fit for me for right now. And so I, I very quickly moved to another role with uh, Innovate, where I'm at now, based out of D.C., which is why I'm here uh, in D.C. while we're recording and this, uh, and Yancy can tell you, for the first several months, this role, I would sit there and just say, I don't know why they hired me. They're paying me too much. They've given me too high a title. They're, they're counting on me for too much. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm in over my head. I don't know what I'm doing. But then I would attend the meeting or prepare the demo or create the presentation and do really well and I'm getting more and more comfortable in my new role. I've been there since the end of September. So, um, so it's been, you know, a while and I'm, I'm getting comfortable, but for the first several months it was, um, and it still is, but it's stretching and pushing me out of what I was comfortable with. But the, um, the recruiter who put me in the position, the hiring manager who hired me, the manager who encourages me, the team that builds me up to help me succeed, my partner at home, Yancy, like, I mean, there's so many people that saw in me what I didn't see in myself, um, or maybe I saw a glimpse of it and just didn't want to believe it. But anyway, I, I pushed and, um, and I'm really glad that I did. It was scary and exhilarating all at the same time. Um, but but it was a great, great experience, uh, James. It definitely brought a lot of joy and happiness and fulfillment and growth to me. That's fantastic, Stacy. May I add something to that? Next time you have a challenge like that where you're not sure, practice the courage of facing that anyways. Facing the unknown no matter what happened, and rely on your skill sets that you have gathered so far. Rely on that. That's courage. And when you have such a strong courage, you will be able to achieve the reality. I want to give an example. So imagine you're breathing right now. You don't even think about the struggle of the next breath that you take, whether it has oxygen or not, you just breathe. That's the confidence that you have 
that you don't even think about. And that's the type of confidence you need to practice when you face a challenge that is meaningful to you. And I hope the next time a challenge that frees you up, just breathe. Yeah, I like that. So I didn't even realize how much more comfortable I was feeling in my role until just now recounting it. Um, and it's still a challenge and it's still something that I am growing and improving in, but I don't sit there and go, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't say, I don't have that panic moment anymore. Um, so, and I didn't even realize that until I was recounting it just now. So that's, um, that's great, James. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'd love to open this back up to the group and see who else has, uh, you know, experience an experience they'd like to share. Um, uh, let me let me give the other side of that story. Um, her company's been <laughs> very very good to her as far as I think. Um, you know, she was she was thinking that that she's over and overhead and whatnot, and then um, you know she's like, well, they're paying me, and then they're not really making me do anything, but. You know, over, you know, the last few months, they've slowly, you know, put more and more on her plate to, you know, no, nothing super accelerated, but, you know, they've done a good job of, of wrapping her up and, uh, you know, and, and I've got to, to watch her confidence grow through that. So um, just, just a, a peek from the other side. <clears throat> so I would say I accelerated four years of being with my company yesterday. And there are still days that I go, I get paid to do this? Really? I mean, I'm astounded and amazed sometimes at how much, how fun, how exciting, how interesting, how the people that I meet, the because of work in the nonprofit world, I feel like every day I have a chance to make the world a little bit better place just by supporting the nonprofits that and the higher education groups that we do. So I'm always shocked that, that they pay me ever because it's too much fun, right? You shouldn't get paid for doing stuff that's that fun. And I, I can definitely add to that. Um, Stacy, you said a lot about being out of your comfort zone and just doing things that you never thought that you would be able to do and realizing new potentials. And that has really been the story of my sales force journey. Um, going back to just the groups and I'm in, I, I'm in a, a, a lot of different Twitter groups and I'm actually in a, a separate group chat with um, a few members of the community and the people in that group chat, like Justice is in the group chat, um, uh, Shaquille's in the group chat, another guy named CISO is in the group chat. And I literally talk to these guys every day. They're, they're brothers to me now. You know, we talk to each other, we encourage each other. And I shared a moment with them um, that I had a few weeks ago. Um, I've been, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, excuse me, I'm a consultant now. And I've been in consulting for six months and I got my six month um, review and everything was just, was great. Like everything exceeded expectations. And I just had to sit back and have, and just take a moment to reflect on where I've been in the past two years. On this very day, two years ago, like I didn't have a job at all. Um, I was, standing in a mirror about to cut off my beard so I could become a, a Greyhound bus driver um, because I was I was scared about my future. I was scared about this Salesforce thing not working out. 
And fast forward to two years later, I'm at like one of the, the top partners for Salesforce. I traveled to Brazil this year to deliver a Salesforce solution that I built to users in eight different countries. Like the fact that I can impact wow. things on such a, a large scale now is just it's it's absolutely it's it's crazy. Like, I I just sometimes I really just can't believe the things that have happened in just the past few years. And uh, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, of a quote that Will Smith said uh, recently. He said that the, um, uh, I'm going I'm to screw, screw the quote up, I know. But he said that on the other side of your maximum fears are the best things in life. And that has been mm-hmm. so true for me over the past few years. I love that so much. And Aaron, I want to tap into what you said two years ago looking back and you didn't have a job, but you were looking clearly. Right. Um, And I think it's been, it's become a hot topic uh, in the Salesforce ecosystem that we have kind of exited the point where we're a ecosystem filled with an accidental advent, people who just kind of fell into the ecosystem. And Yancy, I know this topic is really dear to you because I've heard you speak on intentional admins. And Ashley, I would also really love to hear your viewpoint as a business owner. But what kind of advice or words of wisdom, what would you say to all the people out there that are looking for a Salesforce job? Sure, Um, I'll jump in. Um, for people that are looking for a Salesforce job, I, I actually interact with a lot of people that are looking for jobs as, as an employer. Um, and I've noticed that there's, there's varying shades of looking for a Salesforce career. Um, it reminds me of this, uh, it was like a cartoon or a commercial or something about buying a house, like the the highs and lows of buying a house where like you get really excited when you're shopping around and then, you know, your expectations kind of dive when you don't find exactly what you're looking for. And then, you know, you get excited again. And with looking for a Salesforce job, I've noticed something similar where, you know, people start out and they're in their first month their second month and they're, they're excited. They're on trailhead. They're, they're learning, they're getting really amped up about the platform and the community. But then sometimes, you know, a job doesn't happen right away and it can be, um, it can be upsetting and disappointing and people get frustrated, but, you know, they keep, you know, sticking with it and going to Salesforce Saturdays and going to community events and, and then over time, you know, you, you find the right job when it's the right moment for you. I think that there's, there's sort of a, you know, there's this approach where you could possibly volunteer with a nonprofit. I am a nonprofit user group leader, so I'm very opinionated on the subject. Some people will just say, oh, just volunteer for a nonprofit. Um, I've heard, you know, I've heard the, the words, if you don't know Salesforce, volunteer for a nonprofit. That's not a good approach because, yeah, you might find a nonprofit that you can do Salesforce for right away, but if you don't have a mentor or if, you know, there isn't an in-house admin for you just yet, you know, you should volunteer in, a, in an intelligent way. And so don't just like race to, to get that first project, like really think it through and take your time. And I think that that's going to have the biggest reward in the end is 
not doing things like the fast way, but doing things the right way. And that's probably my, my biggest advice. Yeah. Uh, it's really about persistence. Um, <clears throat> nobody knows my full story besides Stacy. And actually, um, I intend, uh, when I speak in Vancouver, doing the uh, blazing trails with Salesforce military, um, the whole story's going to come out. Um, I, I was an electrician <clears throat> back, um, when I started out, um, and things kind of fell out and between 2009 and 2013, I basically lost a, everything I owned. Um, so fast forward a, a few years, um, and I was, uh, in, in Michigan and, <clears throat> working as a licensed electrician on a manufacturing floor, um, doing uh, piddly stuff, uh, pulling, pulling electrical wire, um, was way overqualified, but um, that was what I could find. And that kind of merged into a field service position, which paid very well, but I was never home. So along, that was about the time that I, I was introduced to Salesforce and and it was just persistence. Um, when, when you're in a horrible situation, um, and, and granted, the money was great, but you know, I, I, I didn't see Stacy, I didn't see my kid, and you know, it was horrible um, you know, being away that, that long. So you find a way to find a better, a better life. And you know, for me, Maybe it was an advantage, you know, having already lost everything before. But when I made the leap uh, in June of, of 2018, I went 16 months looking, you know, doing bits and pieces, but 16 months looking for a full-time position. And, you know, every day you find a reason to, to see the positive, to know that this is, this is the life you want. Um, you know, like, uh, I can't remember who was talking about it earlier, you know, or I think it was Melissa, you know, you find funny people. This is, this is, this is my herd and, you know, without question. So the only thing you have is you can just give up or you can keep being persistent and, and find what you want and get what you want and take what you want. Um, because, you know, at some point that was my only option. So I uh, went through and went through day in, day out. And then finally, you know, it happened. Um, and I did have advantages. Obviously, um, Stacy was able to plug me into the ecosystem uh, very early. So that was definitely an advantage. But I had disadvantages. Being out here in North Carolina, um, there's not a lot of Salesforce activity. Um, you know, so... I, I had a disadvantage there, but uh, advantages of, of, of who I knew and who I was connected to pretty, pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, connections can't always uh, put you in, in that position. So um, here we are now, um, happy, and I found my place. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for sharing, Nance. And um, I'm sure I will be tweeting video, definitely pictures, but uh, pieces of your session. Uh, when he says Vancouver, that's true North Dreamin' coming up the end of April. Um, you know, 
assuming uh, slides will still take us there <laughs> from the U.S. But I, I love hearing people's stories. It's one of the reasons we started this podcast. 